Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy, and today I'm sitting down with Ginny Gain. I am so excited for this interview. I've been following Ginny for years and listening to her podcast for years, all about manifesting and the law of attraction. You are going to love the way that she teaches and coaches law of attraction and how to get into this place of effortless manifestation. She makes this so simple and so grounded and so tangible, yet also engaging that magic and that imagination and that possibility. So you're going to love this episode with Ginny Gain. Without further ado, let's welcome her onto the show. Hello, Ginny. Welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here. This is going to be so amazing. How you doing? I'm amazing. I'm so happy to be here, Tali. It's so it's, I already feel the excitement happening and unfolding. Yeah, this is going to be such a great conversation and topic. And I so appreciate your outlook on this. This is so fun for everybody listening. I've actually been following Ginny for quite a few years, listening to your podcast manifest now with Cassie parks. And it was just so, I honestly, when I started listening to you guys, I really felt like I was like, Oh, someone gets it because manifestation can be translated in so many different ways. And when I started listening to you guys, I love that you talk about the nuts and bolts of the law of attraction, but how it's actually so much more. And I really appreciated that right from the beginning. I was like, I'm hooked. That's it. We got to listen to all these episodes. So thank you so much for doing that. And I just love to start by hearing a bit about you and even what has led you to this place of teaching manifestation and the law of attraction. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that you were, you know, you found someone that resonated with this deeper knowing of how it all works. I think when I was first getting into this, uh, it was, I had my own reservations about being associated with manifesting. Cause I'm like, Oh, people think that's a something, you know, some superficial thing. And I'm just so passionate. Like we were talking about the, the underlying work, the self-work that comes with that, the self-growth that comes with when we're being called or we want things in our, in our life. And so it's been, I've, you know, gotten to have my own journey of becoming as I'm diving into this and learning it and then getting to share with others. So it's been a lot of, a lot of fun, but yeah, it started for me when I was really, really young and it always was an interest to, I think probably you can resonate when I say, be all of who you are, like be free to be you and follow that, that soul's calling. As soon as you said that, when we jumped on, I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it, our path unfolds. And I was lucky enough to hear about the idea of the power of the mind. When I was like nine years old, I was put in this you know, seminar to teach you how to use their thoughts for sports and school and tests and things like that. And that led to visualization. And so that really was the foundation to me getting into knowing that our thoughts are important in what we're doing and what we're creating in this world. It wasn't until I was traveling on my own around Australia, I'm sure you've heard the story, (laughs) that I came into the law of attraction through an Abraham Hicks book. And then everything just clicked. It was like all the answers that I, sorry, all the questions that I was having, the answers were there. 
And I'm like, yes, this makes sense. Yes, this makes sense. And I was so excited to practice and play with it in life. And then that just led to me, you know, one of the biggest things that helped me with was knowing myself, knowing who I am. Because like you said, as we we can't follow our path or live our truth until we know what that is. And it takes some life experience to, to, to reflect on. To, we got to live a little bit before we're being able to reflect and then say, oh yeah, I like this. And then, no, I don't like this. And I like, this feels this way and I want more of this. And so understanding the principles of the law of attraction really just put me in my power to be able to then go after what I wanted to go after and be who I wanted to be in this world with the, um, I'm trying to think of the best word for it, but it was like the support, knowing that universe is there supporting me, feeling that sense of groundedness. Yeah. It is such a big moment when people learn about the law of attraction, or even like you said, the power of the mind. And I think that's one thing that the secret did for like a mass amount of people, you know, a lot of people, you know, take it or leave it the secret and how in depth it goes and all that stuff. But truly the realization that like, wait a minute, I could change my physical circumstances with my mind and my thoughts, like just that is such a gift. And it's so cool that that came to you so young. That was the same with me too. Like my mom was a Reiki master. And so things were floating around Deepak Chopra books or whatever. And Wayne Dyer was the one that found me. Yeah. He's the one that found me when I was really young and I started reading his books and then it was Louise Hay and Marianne Williamson and eventually, you know, more teachers along the road, but it was just this oh my gosh, like he believes this so much and I believe him and I feel this connection. And it was this like something more. And my childhood, my teenagerhood was not easy. So it was like this breath of fresh air, like you said, to almost go like, wow, I have some power here, which is just so incredible. Um, So did you start off doing that? Like, did your whole working career start with this type of thing? Or did you take a little bit of a detour as a lot of us do? Oh, yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just saw a lot of people kind of settling in jobs. And I just heard a lot of And when I think back, I'm not even sure where it came from, but I heard a lot of, I don't want to go to work. Oh, I have to go to work or when's the weekend going to be here? And I was like, that, that's definitely not what I want. I want to love what I do. So somewhere along the way, or whether it's inherent, I knew I needed to do something I loved and I had no idea what that was. (laughs) And so I went to school for kinesiology, which is like, um, exercise science, I think in the States and So mind-body connection, which was the closest I could get at that time in terms of what I, I knew I loved the body. I knew I loved human potential. So after I went to school, I mean, I think I went and worked in golf courses and landscaping. Like I was like, get me out of school. (laughs) And, and then I worked as a personal trainer for a little while, same, um, potential of the body, the human potential of the body and helping that. And what happened during that work is it ends up being a lot more of motivational coaching, like supporting a human step into the best version of their body at that place. And I was just like, oh, I love this, but I, I love the, the mind part of it. And so, and I didn't even quite realize that at the time, but it was a really natural transition. So then I left that and I was traveling and then I came back and I still wasn't 
cued in. You know, I worked helping people. I worked as a caregiver. I worked setting up events, all these different things until that day that someone said, you're basically my law of attraction coach. And I was like, what do you mean? What is that? And I was like, I can get paid to do this, to help people learn this thing that I love and has been so powerful in my life. Yes. Like sign me up. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I went and got my certification and started coaching. So it was that's really incredible. natural. Yeah. yeah. I relate so much. I started in nutrition consulting yep. and it was cause I had healed an eating disorder that I had for a long time. And I was like, I need to help other people with this. Yes. So I too was like, okay, I can give you a quinoa recipe and tell you how to make a smoothie, or we could dive into what keeps you here why? and why yeah. don't you love yourself or what is the root of this? Or how can we, you know, show more love and compassion? And they're like, okay, but what, but how many calories am I supposed to eat? But what do like, I eat? Yeah. yeah, but no, it's not about that. And same with you, right? It's like, we can exercise, we can do, you know, whatever, have these desires, but like, what about the mind part of it that actually gets you out of bed or makes you want to make changes or loves yourself through it or really was called to go bigger and to show people they could control or, um, you know, co-create their reality. And it wasn't just this burden put on them. And so I went into intuitive eating is what I started when I went out on my own intuitive eating. And then that led into law of attraction very easily. And then soon one day I was like, fuck it. I just want to teach manifestation. That's like what I really want to teach so that you can do that your body, you can heal the, all the stuff, right? Like let's get to the, the heart of it. So it sounds like a similar journey in that way of like, wow, I can really teach people how to make change, not just in one area, in all the areas. Yeah. And to transform themselves along yeah. the way. I'm so connected to the truth that we're here to evolve, that our one of our primary purpose, purposes is for this inner growth, for our the consciousness of our soul to, you know, expand. Mm-hmm. And so, and not that that's the first, I think we're here for growth and joy <laughs> and to just be, just to experience life. Right. So knowing being able to help or support someone on that path is it's such a gift. And I really I've operated. I'm sure you probably feel somewhat the same is that I don't do the work like I think we naturally. Every human naturally expands and evolves and knows the right path for them and has access has all the information they need inside them to be the fullest most beautiful version of themselves and i think we just haven't been taught how to find it or how to know it but as soon as if someone can hold that space for you and like oh point you in this direction or help you with this awareness then now you can see what's in you and then it just gets to come out Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting when you say you don't do the work because I look at it like there's no the work, but it's also constant inner work in the where of like aware in the way of awareness more than always digging. There's patches where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm up against something here that I won't allow myself to experience joy or what is with that sneaky sabotage. And I go into work mode, but it's a lot about awareness and tools and integration. And then kind of just going back and like allowing myself to experience life and see what happens. So is that what you mean? What do you mean exactly when you say you don't do the work? Like when I, when I say that, I mean, I'm not doing anything for another person. If it's myself. Oh yeah. I'm doing all the work. (laughs) I'm holding all the space and creating all the space, but like with clients or students, 
It's just helping them access their own brilliance, right? you know, and that, that we all have it in us. Mm. I, I am like, so no one can break my belief ever about the goodness of humans and our capacity to be who we want to be and have what we want to have in life. Mm. Just think that is what we're here for. We're here for that and to express that and to know that. And it all comes, if we're speaking of effortless manifestation, as a part of the journey that's unfolding. Mm. I love that. What I have to do is hold space, is to be a reflector. I'm literally a human design reflector, but to be a reflector and to just love them anyway and offer the tools that come forward that they need right now. But it's not me doing it. It's them doing it exactly like you're saying. I like, I can just like feel it right now. And for someone to experience on both sides, like, you know, how good it feels to hold that space and pour this love on doesn't matter who it is. Could be your partner, your child, yourself, a client, a student. It, that experience is what we're here for. Like that's connection. That is, that's co-creation. And that is so powerful. I have felt it and watched it so many times happen. The transformation of someone just, when you just hold them in a space of pure love, it allows for that divine guidance to come through you and them. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And that's the deepening, like as the mentor, the coach, it's like the deepening in the faith that the universe knows what it's doing. And my clients, they are the portal to their own miracles. And like we're saying, our job is more just to hold space and show them that they are the portal. Like sometimes I get this feeling that I am just here to transfer energy and belief so that they activate their own energy and belief and see their own everything. And then they go on their merry way. Like part of me is like, I'd love to have a client that wants to touch base, you know, for years. Cool. But you don't have to need me for years because I'm just here to show you that, holy shit, I have everything I need inside. (laughs) That's amazing. I really love the work of Eckhart Tolle. And one of the examples he gives in his, his book, the power of now is, you know, true spiritual leaders are those who act like the burning log, like they're on fire. And then when a student comes closer to them, it's just easier to catch on fire, but Mm. there's nothing we do. It's just, we just are here burning a fire and people come and then it's just, we're not starting their fire. It's just, it's easier to catch fire when you're around other fire. (laughs) Totally. There's a quote that I heard that said, the lighthouse doesn't run around the island looking for boats to save. It just Mm -hmm. is the light. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of almost like the same thing. Like you don't have to do a whole bunch of running around looking for people to save, just be you, which comes back into how our purpose is to just be us. Um, But I love that. I just found out Eckhart Tolle lives really, really close to me. Like I'm on the West coast of Canada and a little Island. And he, and I thought about, I'm going to drive around the Island and roll down the window (laughs) and just yell, like I'm in the now. I'm in the now and see if I can like lure him out of his home to be like, Oh, I resonate. We'll see. I'll let you know how it goes though. (laughs) Yeah. It totally sounds like something he'd fall for. (laughs) Totally. I'm in the now. Can anyone relate? Anyone? (laughs) Anyway. Um, I love this. So can you talk a little bit more about that effortless manifestation and what, even what you're seeing now 
in all of your experience and, and what a lot of people are kind of being, how they're being misled with manifestation and the law of attraction. It's like those truths that you know now about the effortlessness that so many people are working so hard to get to or achieve or the way it's kind of presented out in the world. I'd love to hear you just riff on that. Yeah. Well, I'd love to first honor the, and acknowledge that there's a process to all of this. Like everyone has a journey, their own journey of manifestation and nothing is ever wrong depending where you're at. Right. So when we start, we have no, generally we don't have any trust or faith or we don't know it works. We don't believe in ourselves. Um, we don't have a lot of alignment. We have a lot of resistance. And so it is actually beneficial to during that time when we're starting to use more of the tools and to, and to, to focus on actions that help train our focus because the whole world around us is, you know, grabbing for our attention. And if we're not wanting to replicate the world that currently is for us, then we have to direct our attention somewhere else. And if we're not specifically choosing that and making powerful choices about that at the beginning and sometimes efforting those actions, it's hard to get any momentum going. So there is a place for tools and manifesting stuff and, and, and vision boards and lists and gratitude lists and all the stuff that we do associated with manifesting. As we get, as we build momentum and as we build trust in ourselves, it, the process naturally gets easier. So I'd love to just kind of throw this thing on this idea of effortless manifestation that it comes as you evolve. Like the more grounded you become in who you are, the more you're centered in your, what I call your truth or your inner being versus like your ego or your mind going everywhere, your fears. Another way to say it, you know, Marianne Williamson, the more you're grounded in love versus living from fear, then your manifesting becomes easier and easier. So again, it's not something we try. We don't try to make manifesting easier. (laughs) We just focus on where we are. Our expansion is natural and it gets easier and easier. The more we trust ourselves, the more we trust the process. And that's it. I know it's like the word, it's not even really a clear, there's no clear path. You know, we have to really get into, I mean, I can work with someone, but I have to know where they're at in order to know what's next, right? So, but the more we are, and this is also true, the more we're living here and we're acknowledging our power of now, the easier manifesting becomes. Yeah, it's so true and so annoying when you're trying to manifest and everyone's like, Oh, the easier it gets. And I had my first $25 million month or whatever. And you're going like, I've been trying so hard to have my $25 million month. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's, it's hard to see when you're in the efforting, but the efforting is a result of your resistance. So instead of striving for it to become easier, it occurs to me, like the more we allow it to be easier, the easier it becomes. But then it's like, what's, 
not allowing us to sink in. And that's where sort of the inner work, the healing comes more than here's the perfect mantra. It becomes, why don't you allow yourself to follow your joy? Or why don't you, like, why do you choose to do the dishes over a bath or a nice, you know, Mm -hmm. moment doing yoga for yourself or whatever? Like, why won't you buy yourself the massage? It's, it's kind of those things that, yeah, like where is the resistance to your joy versus what do I do to get there? And what do I do to make it easier? That's a beautiful way to put it because we, if we're not paying attention to how we're feeling now and addressing that, if that's all we did, right. Versus how do I get, you know, feel, how do I feel more joy in the future is a very different question than how can I relax right now? How can I feel more joy right now? Mm. Right. One of the most powerful things for me on my path, that's I think led to some of the most, most transformative shifts in me is actually not trying to get anywhere, but to just be where I am without resistance. Mm. So because there's that part, there's the fear that wants to say, you have to be somewhere different. You have to be farther ahead. You have to be more. You have to make more. You have to impact more people. You have to be healthier. You have to be more in love. It's like endless, right? And so if I can catch those in the moment and then tune into my truth, which is is not just another thought, it's an experience. It's that connection to our soul. It's the feeling of who you really are. And And I can make that switch to, oh, that's all that mind chatter. That's those old conditioned patterns that I learned unconsciously. And now what am I, what am I going to choose to tune into now? Where am I going to come from now? This has been so, um, this has been the biggest thing that's led to effortless manifestation for me Mm -hmm. is just paying more attention to how I'm feeling and who I'm, what I'm tuned into Am I, I said this on the call, it came out randomly to, with one of my clients is starve the fear and feed the truth. Mm. And the fear will always come from our mind and because that it's only what we've learned. And so when we can catch that and then say, that's the fear, that's, I don't want to create more of that in this moment. And I want to tune into my truth. What's true for me here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm safe. I know I'm good. I know I'm on my way. I know I'm being successful. I know I'm loved. Now we're, we're just, we just totally, we're rewriting the patterns. We're mm-hmm. rewriting the un- unconscious patterns that are creating those habits that, you know, that's that question. Why am I not, why am I choosing to do the dishes over yoga? Oh, because there's an unconscious pattern in me that says, I shouldn't, or I don't deserve it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I love how you describe shifting beliefs. I'm knee deep in teaching that right now in a program like this week. And I kind of keep, I've always said this, but you need to pick a belief that you can get behind. So I love how you said like, what is my truth? And like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I love saying things like I've always figured it out somehow, or it sounds funny, but when I would stress about money and I was in this process of flipping that, I would always say, I haven't been homeless yet. (laughs) And it was that way of taking the edge off to show me 
I've been in dire situations where it felt like, oh my God, I need this money for this bill or my kids need something, but I've always figured it out and I haven't been homeless yet. And everyone's eaten high five. You know, that means I'm most likely going to figure it out too this time. So sometimes those shifts, it's not just I'm fucked into, I am love. It's that, okay, what feels true? It's like, okay, I'll get through this deep breath you know, Mm -hmm. what do I need? Or, you know, just, just remembering those fundamental, like, it's okay. It's almost like nervous system, just calm down. We're good, you know? And, and that is such a, yeah, it's such a beautiful thing to change the now. And that Mm -hmm. is such a, an aha that I want everyone listening to really absorb because we often think like later I'll do the self-care later, like after this call or when my kids go to bed. Yeah. It's always, I'll be mindful later. And that's when I'm going to experience all of this state of mindfulness is when I get to meditate later. And then later comes and I'm like, oh, well now I'm really tired and now there's dishes. So I'll do it tomorrow. First thing. And it's always not just procrastination. It's actually putting off your joy until later. Whereas you can choose that now while you're doing the dishes, while you're with your kids or you're out walking the dog, like that joy is so accessible in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I love yeah. how Abraham says too that the leading edge of right now. Like I will, you know, really try to encourage my clients to remember that that this is the only moment in which you're manifesting right now, which is what you're saying. It's the only moment we have. So are you choosing to feel good right now? Or how can you choose to even feel a little better right now? Like that is more magnetic to manifestation than you journaling later. (laughs) Or even, can I not push against right now? Mm. That's what I really Mm -hmm. noticed is that there's just this underlying for whatever, no reason I'm pushing against what's happening now. I have to do, you know, I have to do the dishes. Can I, can I, in my mind somewhere else, thinking about all the other things I have to do, if I can just be right here, right now, and let this be okay, everything else will take care of itself. Mm. You know, when we focus, I think you said this, but I just want to re-highlight it. The, your only power to create the future is in the now. And if you're focused somewhere else or It doesn't really matter where you're focused, but how you're feeling now is going to be what the future is made of. And so if sometimes in manifesting, we get caught in, like you said, I'll feel better once I meditate, which is in the future and, or it's still attaching a feeling to an action, right? So so that idea of, oh, I will relax when my bills are paid but we actually have all the capacity to relax or even just release a little bit right now. Like your power is always, always right now. And you don't have to jump. You don't have to, like you said, go from the bottom to the top right now. We can't actually, but, or most often, but you can just be right now. You can Mm. just release right now. You can just not push against what is right now. Mm-hmm. It's like resisting life is yes. pushing against it's resisting what is. Yes. Um, yeah, that is, it's so true and powerful. And on my reflections of times where I've really leapt in a short amount of time, whether it's income, joy, health, 
clients, whatever it is, especially those more tangible things like income clients. When I look back, it was never because I got the right coach and got the right strategy. And then I had my biggest month. It was always because I let go of resistance. It was always because I chose me and my state of well-being in this moment and accessed new places of that contentment and that peace. And then all of a sudden these unexpected blessings every single time. So that's never, yeah. Effortless manifestation. Yeah. Right. You're not even trying, you want it. We're not saying don't want things. It, you, the things are already there waiting. They know your desire for them. And soon as you then bring, bring the awareness and the beingness and all the focus onto, I give myself permission or like, I'm creating the space in me. I'm letting go of that resistance. Whoosh. That's when they can come in because mm. we're not controlling it. That power of manifesting of, of life force. Cause as we know, we're not making anything happen. We're just the vessels, right? Things manifest through us is a much more accurate way to say, instead of we make things happen, or I manifested, this isn't even totally true. I co-created this, you know? And so we opening ourselves to let ourselves be that vessel. It's all like all the power is there in all the moments of mm -hmm. life force. And it can be big and small depending on our capacity to receive. And so that is a big part of this. Once we're getting into the, you know, less practical sides of manifesting is we're creating the space to be able to receive all this goodness that life has here for us. Mm. Yeah. That is such a beautiful way to look at it. It's already all floating around you. It's like we, I, I'll say this sometimes people like your spirit guides, the universe, whatever, they know what you want. You don't have to keep asking. You can, but as there's new shiny things or new bigger goals, go for it. But the problem isn't the asking typically because every thought you have is a prayer, is a desire, right? Even if you're praying for chaos in your mind, cause you're overwhelmed or whatever, it's like, we're always sending out this like desire but it is allowing it in and the space to receive it and how you can receive. I just, yeah, that's so powerful. So I'm curious in your own life, how do you go about it from this place of effortless manifestation when there is something big that's naturally up next for you? Like say you decide you want to start hosting retreats or write another book or something big that you Both do of those want things. to co-create. Yeah, there we go. Um, and I may, may or may not be exactly going through that, looking for personal advice. <laughs> but seriously, when you have something big that you do deeply desire and you know it's part of your soul's blueprint or what's next for you, how do you go about that um, currently? Yeah, well, I want to give an example of something that just happened because I have more of a, I can give you more tangibles. So last year, I... I was feeling there's going to be a change of something like I was leading the tribe and I lead week course called skills camp. And with the longer term group called the live your truth tribe, I'm like, something's coming here, something shifting. So that's the first thing you just become aware of this new desire. And I think one of the most important things at that point and all along the way is I don't have to figure out the details. So part of this effortless manifestation is knowing when you're trying to fill in the gaps versus letting the gaps fill in themselves. Mm. So 
It's a lot, a lot of space. It's getting excited when the idea and that feeling of more comes and that feeling excited and just paying attention. And so over the year, over the year, this has unfolded. Maybe it was like a couple months later, there was a woman that I've been work that's working with me. She's coaching for me in the tribe and she had been a past client. And we started talking about this, this idea. And she's like, Oh, I've been having this experience. And I'm like, I've been having this experience. I had this idea. I had this idea. And all of these things just kept lining up. And so we're like, okay, this is, yeah, I feel excited about this. And so then it got to the place where we both knew, okay, we, something's coming here. Like we're going to be offering something new where we get to guide these women. And she had a business called Awaken Your Glow, which she does health things. And I have Live Your Truth. And, and it was just instant. It's going to be Awaken Your Truth. And we're like, yes, that's perfect. So we, that's all we knew is like, we're going to do something at some point where that's going to be called Awaken Your Truth. And we know, we knew what it was going to be teaching, you know, about consciousness and living in the now. We didn't know timing. We didn't know how. We didn't know how we were going to get people, who was going to show up. If it, We knew no details. So every time we would connect about it, it would just, we would just be excited and then little details would fall into place. There were times where I was like, I would try. I'm like, okay, well, we should plan, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, nope, nope, space. We really wanted to do it differently. Like we wanted to let it fall into place, let the universe deliver all the details. And then it came around the new year and other things that happened in my tribe. And long story short, we launched the program in this, just this past February. And it, it has been so powerful and so perfect. We have the perfect women in there that they're shifting so much and opening already the connections. It could, it is better than we could have planned it in every single way. And the, how we did that was by giving it space. That's, that's the best way of this effortless manifestation. There comes times obviously where you need to take action, but you know how you told me about the action of starting your podcast? Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. That's what you're creating space for. That's what you're creating the vibrational environment for is to have that time where you're like, this is it. It's speaking to my whole soul and I'm going to get it done in a month because you're so fueled by the, the inspiration you're pulled into action mm -hmm. and all of the details will just take care of themselves, the people. So if we're talking about books or retreats, um, I'm hosting a retreat in, in September and I have, I did do one a few years back, but it was, it was, I mean, I was just doing it for fun and it was a lot of fun. This is more like going to be more structured and things. And every time I want to go force a detail, I'm like, nope, leave, leave space. And mm. I hold holding the vision. So being very clear of what you want that experience to be like for you is a powerful part of this. And it's a skill to kind of hold the vision and the space of now at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, how, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and when you say like, how do you want this to be for you? People might jump immediately to, well, I have to make $25,000. So 
That's yeah. awesome. Like we can talk about that in terms of getting clarity with manifesting what you want. The most important thing is the experience. So, mm-hmm. and the experience meaning we, we, we experience something by how it feels and experience is talking about the vibration. So we have to identify the feeling. So if you can be in total alignment right now with saying, I want to manifest $25,000 at that retreat, beautiful, put that in part of your experience. But if that thought or idea brings tension to you now, Mm -hmm. it's not a great specific to attach to your experience. Mm -hmm. You would start with something like, I want it to be prosperous, Mm -hmm. you know, start more general. Or I was thinking too, like, how do you want to feel when you're done? It's like a lot of us say, like, what do you want this to be? And it's like, well, I want this to make me money and I want to get like a credibility or whatever. I don't know. Like we think about it, like what we're going to gain, whereas what I kind of hear from you or the way that I think about it is like, how do I want to feel? Like I can see myself leaving that weekend, leaving that retreat with my heart so full with people going back to their homes, riding on the plane home, so excited about what they experienced and learned and transformed telling other people because they can't not because they're so excited. So that to me automatically creates more sort of success in the business or return on investment or whatever and all that stuff. But it comes through the feeling of, I want everyone to leave feeling excited about their life or feeling empowered or feeling clear or whatever it is, rather than what I'm going to get from it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of something I see that a lot of people do. Yeah. We always only want something because we think it's going to make us feel better in some sort of way. That's the only reason we want stuff or we want to get stuff because it's going to give us a feeling. Mm -hmm. So by we kind of skip the middleman by going straight to the feeling. Mm -hmm. The other great thing about identifying the feeling and kind of operating in this, what's the emotion I want is it with specifics of details comes more generally comes more resistance. Okay. So soon as we say, soon as we're focused on the condition of the things, our mind or our fear has, has a lot of ideas about if that's possible for you. Mm-hmm. So if you just bypass, you can bypass all that resistance by going to the emotional place. Cause that's what you want anyways. That's what you really want. Yes. I think it's Abraham and I think I've totally stolen it, but I think it was Abraham originally that said you're lighting the wrong end of the stick or you're lighting the wrong end of the match. When you go to either big or like you say, as soon as we go like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sell 50 spots effortlessly. Your brain's like, um, what about that thing you did that not even 10 people showed up to or whatever (laughs) else that actually causes resistance. But if you go to the place of like, I see us all feeling fulfilled and the perfect amount of people are going to come. That is that place where you might have 75 or you might have 20, but it's the most intimate, beautiful. Like we need to take out those details. Like you said, that we get rigidly attached to. And then what if you're two weeks out and only 30 people have joined and you're just looking so hard at, but it's not 50 instead of what if those 30 people are exactly who is meant to come and it's going to be so magical and transformative for those 30 excited people. 
when Cassie and I did our first um, manifest it now live, it was just this idea. And that's exactly what we did. Okay. How we want it to feel. And we knew how we wanted to feel connected and powerful. And there was two people that showed up to that first one and we loved it. Those people actually both were still connected to, and this is over six years ago and it was the experience we wanted. And, and we gained so much from knowing we can do it, you know, knowing that we can create what we want and everyone since then has expanded and it's always it's held the root and the foundation of how we want it to feel and the experience that we want to have and that we want our, our participants to have. And so we like, we had to have some experiences to build up this knowing it's like to build this vibrational momentum so that now five years down the road or whatever, we can say, okay, we want this experience and it would be great to have this many people. And we're like, yes, we're so in alignment with that. Of course, because we've spent the time getting ourselves up to speed with this desire mm -hmm. that we want. Mm -hmm. And the meaning, you know, the meaning you, you give it has shifted. So if now for whatever reason, two people came to something and even then it sounds like, obviously you guys were stoked. You didn't assign it the meaning of failure, right? So it's like staying open to into that. I had a, my first in-person workshop and it was how to break free from diets and, you know, going from diets to intuitive eating. And it was for the woman who is struggling, you know, she's 30 ish years old and she's been in diets and I had this really specific vision and I put on this workshop and one person signed up and it was a dude. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> going like, Oh fuck. And at that time I did go like, what am I doing wrong? And what is, I should just cancel. I should, this is like a four hour workshop meant for a group of women. And one dude shows up. Like I was like, everything was going through me. I'm doing this wrong. This isn't right. You know? And what I did is I turned it around when I'm going to give the the, the best damn break free from diets talk I've ever given, get all his questions answered and just serve him. Like who knows? Right. And it was a slightly awkward, it was really nerve wracking. It ended up going from four hours to like two because there's one person there. And I just got through everything going like, what do I do now? But I walked away from that, not fully knowing how to feel about it. And then less than a week later, I was listening to a podcast episode with Gabby Bernstein. And she was talking about how, when she first started teaching about a course in miracles, she'd put on these workshops. She's like, and I had one. And the first one, nobody showed up. She's like, nobody showed up, but I was on my path and I heard it and it clicked. And I was like, okay, I'm doing better than Gabby Bernstein. Yeah. <laughs> my first one, I had one person. One. Yeah. yeah. So the meaning I gave it shifted. And it meant like, now I'm someone who has put on a workshop. I know a bit more. I know maybe clarity and marketing that I have to work on, or, you know, I can do this. I can do hard things. I can show up. And I changed that meaning to be like, well, I have my first workshop under my belt. And so it sounds like, you know, that's something you guys did as well, where you didn't make it mean something about failure, about this oh, isn't it how it should have success. happened. Yeah. It was and a those total success because it felt the way we wanted it to feel. Mm. that's what we were measuring our success on. Mm. And that's speaking of measuring your success, we are going to get so much farther, so much quicker when we stop measuring our success by what's happening outside and by instead by how you're feeling inside, by what's happening inside. Mm. Our outside is a reflection of what's inside. 
-hmm. and we don't control what's out. So, so we only control what's inside. So stop measuring what's outside. Like stop looking outside to, to know whether you're doing well, look inside. Mm -hmm. The outsides will come so much faster when we stop giving them all of the credit. Of course, we're still going to look at how we're doing, you know, look at what's showing up to give us information about what, where we're at, but we have to prioritize what's happening inside. I love that. It's so beautiful how all these things come together, um, to really actually make up what manifestation truly is the materialization of your reality. It's, it's not just getting shiny things. It's the materialization of your reality. So all of these things like come together it's like when you can be effortless or find a little bit of joy, a little bit of lightness, a little bit of peace and contentment in the now, then the things can unfold around you with so much more ease. Um, so I'd love to ask if, if there's somebody, cause I love what you said about letting the universe fill in the details. And I just kind of got a little buzz there that I think that's a really, I mean, of course it's really helpful, but it's for my people to really hear about. So if there's somebody that is really going after something, they've sort of identified it as like a soul desire. They really, it's something they feel deeply called for and they have been tripping out on it's not happening quick enough or how am I ever going to put on this massive event or, you know, this big thing that I I say I want and they're getting caught in those hows and wanting to control. What do you feel is the best advice in that time to allow it to come through in that effortless way versus pushing and controlling it? I almost want to give you a really practical tool here because I think until we know what we're doing we can't change it and awareness is always the first step so we can have this grand vision and know it's right for us and know it's connected and not even know that we're getting in the way of it Mm -hmm. so what I would say for someone in this position is to literally sit down write down all the thoughts you have about this subject and then go ahead and notice Does that one feel good? Feel allowing or resistant, allowing or resistant, allowing or resistance. And then notice, do I have more resisting thoughts more often about this subject or more allowing thoughts more often? And generally from what you just described, there's more resistance, right? Then there is allowing. And just knowing that now gives you a choice, now puts you in the power to say, oh, I can choose to focus on this side of the list, you know, and, and that is going to lead to more steps, sorry, more pieces, more stones of this path unfolding. Um, The other part of this is get really clear about the experience. Like we talked about the experience you want and make sure it feels good. Now it doesn't serve us to think about our dreams or desires if they don't feel good now. And there's a way, if that is the case, if you think of something you want and you're like, it's, it brings up resistance or fear or stress or something, we have to find a way to shift our perspective about it so that it feels good. Otherwise we're just, it's, we're just building that wall. We're adding resistance to our dream. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so true. And that's where the work comes in, right? Like what part of me doesn't feel that it's safe to receive this? What part of me, you know, fears that if I write the book, no one's going to read it or like, like where it's kind of like that. What am I resisting? Exactly. The awareness of the, what, what is this really? What's, and I've gotten so into that in the last year. I mean, I've always known about subconscious reprogramming, but I'm really, because my energy's big and in the quantum and dreaming, and I see the fullest expression of people. And that's part of my gift and how I help I'm all out there. So sometimes when there's resistance, I'm like, okay, I just need to open myself up more and I need to be more elevated and I need to, but there's definitely a time and place to go. Okay. What did I learn when I was a child or what part of me doesn't feel that it's safe to receive this, do a bit of healing that awareness, and then kind of get back at the high flying disc, um, which is something that I think is the, is the balance because through all of that, we do want to find it in the now. So when we continuously dig for what's wrong with us, it completely takes us out of the joy available in the now. So it is such a fine line of being that seeker, that digger, but not endlessly searching for your problems. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think resistance does a great job at telling us now's a good time to look back or now's a good time to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think a, a big part of my path, I, I had resistance to any negative feelings. So anytime something didn't feel comfortable, I was like, okay, positive, positive. I can feel good. Get into my dream, activate this feeling. And I was actually ignoring some of the depth that was available to me. Mm. And so when I talk about, so when, when that, old thing is coming up or that pain from it's always the past, but that pain from the past is coming up. Now I have the capacity to look at that and be with that and let that old energy move through me so I can create something new. And that took time to learn, but I, it was never go figure out what's wrong with me. It's waiting until a challenge comes to you in life. And then saying, oh, am I operating from past pains or am I in the now? Am I connected to my truth? You know, Mm -hmm. is there something here now for me to look at, even if it came from the past? But if we're one day, you know, taking a walk and we're not feeling good and we're like not feeling good about our life, it's not the time to say what's wrong with me. I should go think of all these things and try to figure out what's wrong with me. Very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is very different. I love that example. Um, I'd love to hear too about like kind of maybe going back to the person that was wanting to manifest this big thing and how you're talking about filling in the pieces, the role of inspired action, because we've kind of touched on that. And it's hard for people to acknowledge that there's a time to just chill. And actually I say to people, you almost should, not that I want to should on you, but you should be chilling more than you're hustling, chilling more than you're efforting really. And when there is that thing that you just can't not do, and you just feel so called jump on that, but people get really confused about like, how do I know if it's inspired action? If I'm acting out of desperation, cause I have to make money, I have to make this happen. Or if it's truly inspired and from spirit, I'm just curious what you would say about that. Yeah. It's a different situation. Like I, I almost say the same set of rules don't apply if we're in a place of desperation because we have to take, that is a, t- a great time to take more action because we already believe in the action. 
We believe that taking the action gets the results. And so if we're in a really intense place, we don't, we don't have the access to sit back and actually relax, mm. right? Because we have so much momentum going into, I need to pay this bill. There's just too much um, fearful momentum going. So trying to counter that by giving it space doesn't actually work. So there is a time where we can take some action and create some space in our physical world that now we can say, okay, now's a good time. I'm more around this neutral. I'm not so, so charged and I'm, I don't need to make this happen. And I, it's okay if it doesn't happen kind of thing that we can say, now's a good time to practice leaving space. Mm. So the biggest thing with, I think that comes up with inspired action is, and why we question it is we just have this unrealistic concept of when, how much we should be working, how much we should be in action versus how much we can relax and be in joy, which mm. the crazy thing is like joy equals more, more productive, more success, more fun, all of it. But we've just taught. So we've been taught one way. Um, so that's the thing that comes up, right? We're like, okay, I'm going to leave space. I'm going to chill. I'm going to have some and wait for inspired action. And then after a day, we're like, oh, it hasn't come. Or after a week, we're like, okay, where is it? And so we're not actually chilling, but that's, that's all a process of learning what it feels like. And I think sometimes along this path, along this journey of learning what your inspired action feels like, we get inspired thoughts, right? I think that's one of the first things that comes is like, we'll get an inspired thought about something. And then we're like, Ooh, inspired action. And we are like, okay, how can I make this happen? And we jump into mm. it because there's something to that. Mm -hmm. And that's all wonderful. And then we realize after enough experience, oh, that was, that didn't work out the way I thought it would, or I lost my inspiration for that after a month or a week or whatever. So maybe that wasn't inspired action. And then, so we leave a little more space mm -hmm. and a little more space. And then just the more space, the more you relax, the easier it is to hear and to see the inspired action to, to realize as that comes through. Um, there's something else I want to say about this too. Getting comfortable with that space. I remember when I, when I really got this, it was so uncomfortable. Like I almost had to fight the urge to do, to do, mm -hmm. because I wanted my doing was coming from that fearful place of, I need to make something happen. I need to make something happen. I didn't. I trusted all this, but I had to catch that and like really sit with that uncomfortable feeling and almost let it pass. And then, then there was real space mm. for what was new to come in. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Also, when we go like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Say we have this vision of just to keep on that example, putting on a retreat or an event or something. Oh, I need to do, I need to do sometimes what I'll say to clients, like, if you have to do something, go do something for you. They're like, what? 
Exactly. I'm like, sometimes the doing isn't about the event or about the yes. business. Sometimes the doing is maybe you really need a massage or, you know, you want to go get your hair done because it's been a while and it just would feel good or go to, you know, meditate or just take a walk down the beach, like go out in the forest, like just something for you, take yourself out for lunch. And people are like, how the hell is that going to help me build the workshop? It's like, it will, because when you do something that feels good for you, that's when ideas come as well. My best yeah. ideas have always like, I don't even know if one idea has ever come hunch, hunched over my laptop, worried Never. about money. It Same. always comes Same. in the shower, in nature, after a client call, when I was on fire and I'm like, oh yeah, like it's always when I'm feeling good. So yeah. I'll say that and if there's like, well, what do I do? I'm like, what would you do if it was your birthday and you're allowed to do anything? And they're like, uh, I'd go buy lunch and go eat at the beach or I go get a pedicure. I go, I'm like, go do that. Like birthday vibes or just have a lazy morning and don't, you know, if you can, like, don't rush to do a bunch of stuff, like have a bath eight o'clock in the morning. You know, some people can't do that with, you know, I have three children. Sometimes it's not as easy because they'll all end <laughs> up in the bath. Then I'm like, okay, I'm bathing with three of them now anyway, but you know, do something that feels good to you can be the doing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, hundred percent. Amen. Let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, um, I was, I wanted to comment on your, we're not waiting for inspiration. If you're waiting, we're actually not living now, mm. right? Oh. We're not, if, if you're waiting, you're not creating, right? Because you're, you're just thinking about what's not here yet. Your mind's in the future versus living now, you can be focused on taking care of yourself, on serving your clients, on taking care of your home, on your taking care of your body, whatever, live, live now. And then, and we're not waiting for inspiration and that's when it will come. Oh, that's so good. And I can hear 702 people going, hang on, <laughs> we need to create space and not force say a project or this workshop or this, whatever, yes. but we're also not waiting. So like, what am I doing? You know? And it's so, and I get you and it's so yeah. such a nuanced journey. So what would you say to that? Like, okay, I'm creating space and I'm not forcing, but I'm also not waiting. So what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. You're doing things that feel good to you. Mm-hmm. What, um, one of the ways I like to say this is what feels like honoring yourself right now. So what's important in your life, my family, my home, my health, my spirituality, my activity, my some, whatever, how can you honor that right now? Mm. How can you go, you know, take action or something that is you being who you want to be that doesn't have to do with planning or figuring out the details of the retreat. Mm-hmm. And so I, let me clarify, cause this might help when I say leave space, all that means is I'm not thinking about the retreat. I'm not, so I might have an idea. Oh yeah, that's coming up in October. Oh, that's going to be so fun. That's leaving space. The second my mind goes to, Oh, I gotta, I gotta call that one girl. It's then I it's gone. I let it go. And I say, Oh, it'll work out. That's the leaving the space. Mm -hmm. It's leaving vibrational space for the details to unfold. Then that girl, that woman just calls me. That's how that will happen. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Or the day comes, if you said you get back to her Thursday, it comes from a joyful place of like, oh yeah, she's excited for the retreat. So I'm going to call her back versus I got to reach out because then she'll be a registered, like, you know, and then, then she'll sign up or whatever. Or like you say, they just call you and it's like, oh, okay, that was, that was easy. Right. And, yeah. and I love that it, it is like the leaving space is the it's mostly about the rapid mind and the yes. figuring out of all the things. Yes. And it's, it's cool. Cause I love working with people that are kind of have come from that. Like a lot of my people, I say like they're highly motivated. So they've usually had a life of like getting shit done and really overcoming a lot, doing a lot of great things in their life. And it's so hard to be like, like you said, we believe that more effort equals results. And that's actually what they've lived. Like they got into a yeah. good school or created a business from those How long nights feel? and how did that path feel? Right. <laughs> Suffocated. And that's a difference because it's true. Like, yes, we can get to what we want through hard work and struggle, but we don't like that's if we spend our whole life doing that, our whole life's going to feel like that. So we can still get to what we want. And the journey there can be so much easier and more enjoyable. Mm, yeah. That's when that stuff comes, like you were describing with, um, you know, your friend and then creating a, a program together that it does really come out of nowhere. And it's these yeah. pieces that go like, oh, wait a minute. And it, and it comes to you. I love how you say that because there's almost no better way to say it is it just ends up sort of falling in your lap. But then you said there's times when you're so inspired that you do bang it out in a weekend or, or you, you know, how I started my podcast within a month of even deciding or realizing I could, and it all just happened so fast. There was effort for sure, but it was so exciting. And people are like, maybe you should plan for a little longer. I'm like, no, I'm getting this stuff done, done yeah. now. And I can't force that. I can't force that enthusiasm. It came to me. It literally landed in my lap. And then I took the action from a place of like, nobody can stop me. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if, yeah. you, if, oh, I love never, if you've never experienced that feeling, it's hard to believe it. It's hard to know that it's possible. So it's almost just like creating the space to feel that first. Again, creating the space just means knowing it's possible for you and being open to it, saying like, I wonder when that's going to pop up for me and noticing when you do feel inspiration. And because another principle with the law of attraction, right? We talked about where our attention goes energy flows. So if we start to notice, oh, this feels really inspired, or I feel excited about this, you're going to start tuning into and, and creating more of those experiences for yourself. So that the, the, that real clear, this is inspired action. You'll notice it when it comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the right players come in your life. You overhear a conversation or you tune into a podcast or someone recommends the same book three times in a week. Yeah. And then that thing just like boosted you forward, gave you a tool or had you have a breakthrough or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I say that to people, like you have to trust that what you seek is seeking you. And as you just open up to the fact that like, of course, I like, wouldn't it be fun to put on a retreat or write a book or, you know, um, travel the world or whatever that is also seeking you. And so picking up on the nudges as they come, when you hear those things that like ring true to your soul and you're like, oh my God, that felt like it was meant for me. It's meant for you. That is your desire seeking you. I've recently had the experience 
where three people, this book keeps coming into my life. And so I just ordered it and received it yesterday, but I can't stop. Every time I go on Instagram, it's like someone's mentioning this book and I just, I'm like, okay, whatever's in this book, I'm learning. I, you know, I know the memos by now, not that I'm flawless in this, of course it's a journey, but you see those things and the, the tools materialize the, the location for the workshop or the event, it will come forward as you relax into it and trust in the details presenting themselves. And it is such a magical thing that, like you say, until you know the feeling and experience it, it seems far-fetched. It seems a little bit like a Disney movie that may or may not happen, <laughs> but it truly does get to, you, you do get to allow the, the pieces to, to surface. Yeah. I had an experience this morning. So one of my ultimate dreams is to get this work into kids, you know, into schools and just as this awareness that we have power. And I was talking to one of my students on the skills camp call and she was like talking about her kids and, Oh, Junie, it would be so great if, you know, you could put something together. Imagine kids have this. I'm like, I know. She's like, Oh, actually I wrote kids books. And I'm like, Oh my God. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, okay. I'm like observing in the background. Oh, little piece, little piece here. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's so perfect. And then you can go into it as you play with that more. You can go into it with so much more confidence. Like every time something like that happens where the, this click, the, that clicked, you're like, wow, five minutes. And all of a sudden I realize my next thing is talking to kids or, you know, I feel so encouraged. And then you just have that confidence of, yeah, the universe does have my back. It's not just some cool thing people say, because you go through with it, like you did with your friend in the program. And you're like, it's more magnetic than anything. And all these results. And it builds your trust and faith muscle to go, wait, I am being led. I can sort of take the oars out of the water and start stop paddling so hard yes. and just be brought down the stream and that is That's such a when it becomes effortless yes yes I love that so much so what do you think in your experience and with your clients um is the biggest thing that stops us from sort of seeing this side of life and realizing that it can you know be easier? Like what is, is there a couple things you see clients continuously sort of coming up, up against, I guess you could say? <laughs> well, I'll probably say that it's similar to mine is the ability to release. I'm going to say to sit with uncomfortable emotions. Mm. And so I'll say, I'll say awareness and then the ability to sit with uncomfortable emotions. So because our awareness of what's going on inside of us and how we are this co-creator in our life is the foundation to making any shifts or change. And so we can only shift kind of in relationship to how much awareness we have. So we can't make a choice until we know we have a choice, right? And so the the awareness and just that naturally growing and expanding allows us to continue that, that growth. And then the capacity to sit with uncomfortable emotions and let them be okay allows the moment. So when we can do that, it allows the momentum to build versus mm -hmm. when we feel an uncomfortable emotion, we automatically go to our head and say, I shouldn't feel this or what's wrong or like, so really learning to live from that place of, well, your heart or your inner being, your truth, whatever, however you want to label it, your soul. 
That's powerful. That's really, really powerful because it's so, so true. Um, I find that not so much beat myself up, but avoidance, like I'll come across it and I automatically distract myself. And it's been this journey the last sort of year, particularly the last six months of being even more aware. And even last night we're watching this show and I'm like, just like really want to see what happens. And my husband and I were supposed to watch it. And then by the time like he got home late and then we had some stuff going on with my dog and then we had to clean up and all this. And by the time we sat down, it was like 10 o'clock and it just wasn't enough time to like, we, we have three kids. So we go to bed pretty early, yeah. um, but it was just like, I knew I'd be tired and whatever. And I was so triggered and he's like, well, yeah. we don't have to watch it. I was like, but I want to watch it. And yeah. he's like, okay. I'm like, but we don't have enough time. And he's like, okay. And I, where's my freedom? Totally. And I flipped yeah. in. I also live um, the not enough time and the lack is one that I'm very aware of and, and actively always, you know, just realizing I can choose again and that I don't live in lack. Um, yeah. But it, it's one of those. So I, I, you know, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, we could just sit here with our tea and then just go to bed after and not watch anything. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so funny because me as Talia sitting and enjoying my tea in quiet at the end of the night with my husband is actually yeah. a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And I was just so bunched up and pinched off. And I started going like, what is this about? And I realized I was just like, I didn't have much dinner. And like, they had had dinner out because my daughter had whatever. It doesn't even matter. But I was like, I was kind of like forgotten. And then just the end of the night, I've been with the kids all day. I just want to watch, sit down and watch my show. And I don't even get my show. And there was this whole slew. Yeah. And I just sat and I breathed. And I was like, I love you. And I saw that little child inside. That's like, I'm a victim and yeah. I'm mad about it. Probably a bit of the teenager too, just going yes. like, Oh, nobody cares. This sucks. Yeah. And I just witnessed it and I breathed through it and I felt it like a wave. And I just kept telling myself, like, just be in it. It's like a wave. We just ride it through and very quickly yet. It felt like forever. Cause I just wanted to distract myself. I just started going like, okay, you're safe you know, you're not the victim of life. We're okay. And maybe That's going to bed so a little good. bit. Yeah. And I felt so empowered. And as I was going to bed at night, I was like, good job, Talia. That was really good. You really r rode that wave instead of just distracting or being like, well, we'll just watch a show or I don't know. And just shoving it down. I really was like, what is that? And it was, I don't know if I got to the bottom, but it was basically, I'm a victim of life. And I just you know, loved myself. And I was like, and tomorrow we get to watch the show together and we'll have even more time. And this morning I'm making the bed. I'm like, tonight we get to watch the show. I was like, wow, that was so great. And so there's things like that that are so little, but so significant because in that moment, I'm blocking any possibility of joy by focusing on what is not, by focusing on what I didn't get, which does impact my business, my dreams, my health, my, like, we don't put it always together, how important it is to just sit and ride the wave. Um, so I'm curious, like, is that kind of the way you practice it as well? Or is that sort of what you've come to and, and how do you tend to block feeling the emotions? Yeah, it started as the idea of feeling the feelings. So whatever the feelings were like getting in touch with them and how does this feel and really going into it in the, in, in my body. And it's transformed into more of a be present, being present with this emotion and being able to know that it's not who you are and you know you're set you actually are separate we're, we're the watchers of the emotions the emotions are always coming and going and changing and we're the ones that stay steady as the observer in the background and so but when there's a 
a painful emotion come up. So like a, an uncomfortable emotion, I think it's so powerful too. And this is what I do. I mean, even this morning I was like, Oh, there's resistance. So I always do an alignment practice before I do any sort of work in the day. And that's when I kind of like tune in what's going on. And I'm like, Oh, there's, there's some resistance here about something. And I will just do some writing and see what comes out. And, and I'm like, Oh, there's this, there's this uncomfort you need to sit with. So I'll close my eyes and I'll just go into my body and I'll just feel it and be with it. And sometimes I'll cry. And sometimes I need to shake my, you know, move the energy or breathe to release that sort of whatever it is. And, and that that's my process now. And it it's just, so with more awareness, you catch it quicker. So it's easier to move through. So, because it doesn't get so big that it's like really hard to handle. Mm -hmm. And then if it is, I'm just like, fine, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to go to sleep and I'll do, you know, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I'm refreshed. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so beautiful because it is, it's just riding it. And you know, before that, before you have that awareness, you just are it. So before I had the awareness, if this would have happened, however many years ago, I would have just been like, this sucks. I didn't even get to watch my show and now I'm tired. And that's what I would have physically ended my day on, but just been in, I, I live in this sucky experience right now, <laughs> but when you have that awareness of like, Ooh, something's moving through me, you know, can I just be with it? And yes, you can dissect it and go like, is that my inner child or whatever? Or you can just feel it and just be in it and be like right now, I don't remember where I got this from, but I always say right now. And last night I said, I am feeling rage. It was like inside. I was like, ah, I was throwing plates. I don't even know why it's a show. Like who even, yeah. you know, um, and I just was like, right now I'm feeling rage. I'm feeling anger. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. I'm feeling it right now. I could feel like the nervous system. I was like, this is it. Up. Yeah. yeah. But that makes me separate from it. As you said, we are the observer. So before that realization, it just does suck. And my body's not enough or this moment, or I don't have enough. And then we pop out and go, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling unsafe. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling anxious. That's what it is. This is what anxiousness feels like right here, right now. That is such a powerful process that so many people overlook because like what use is it calling it? And are we just focusing on more of the negative? Shouldn't we just, you know, and it's, there's so much power in, in just being in it. Yeah. Yeah. Having the awareness that we are not our thoughts and we're not our emotions is a huge part of stepping into your power, like as a manifester or as any deliberate creation or any spiritual, anything, knowing, knowing who we really are is that watcher is the truth, that part of inside of you. Cause then you, then you have a choice. Like you said, then I can choose to experience this emotion fully versus think I'm it and just be, it's like, I'm now I'm watching the movie versus, you know, when we watch a movie and we're like crying or we're scared because of what we're watching, we're like, so identified with, with that movie. That's what it's like with our emotions. And when we can be able to say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm watching the movie. I'm actually the watcher. It's mm. so much easier to allow all those emotions to just flow through. Mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. Oh, this yeah. stuff is so powerful. I feel like this is it. This is the real secret 
is that, you know, you do have this co-creation ability and how you manage your own energy and what you focus on. Like it truly is the secret. And I would hear people say that and I'm like, yeah, but how do I make more money? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you have to like really realize that. And like, like you said, if you were to write down all your thoughts about say money, how many of them are in contrast of, or in light and lack of, and how many of them are in what you want. And that takes that self-responsibility and being the aware, the awareness. I love that. One of the first books I read around that, that changed my life was the untethered soul, which is just like that. That was the moment when I, when I was, I actually listened to it first. And I heard him say like, you know, yell hello in your mind. Okay, go. Hello. Can you hear it? And then it's like, now yell hello, the loudest you've ever yelled in your mind. Okay. Who was the one yelling? And like, who was the (laughs) one observing? And I'm just sitting there going like mind blown. This is so incredible. And that, that is what this journey is. And source repeatedly is showing us that we can create anything that we want and what we focus on expands. And this stuff is just, it's so powerful. Um, Okay. So because this could easily be a two and a half hour episode, um, is there anything else that you want to say about effortless manifestation, about the law of attraction to empower people to be able to go out and co-create? Is there any last nuggets that you feel have been missed or you want to reiterate to our beautiful audience? Yes. I want to highlight that everything you want is possible and it's for you. It's meant for you. You can't miss it. And exactly where you are right now on your path is where you're meant to be. And to, to feel into that, to feel into the knowing that what if I am in the right spot? What if I'm actually in the right spot right now for me? Because mm. that's the opening that you'll be able to receive the inspiration for whatever's next instead of trying to figure it out. Mm. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And how could what you're going through right now actually be part of the plan to bring you what it is you want? Um, so where can we find you? Where do you like to hang out? Any programs or, you know, the best places to seek you out and stalk you on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hang out mostly on Instagram. So it's just my name at Ginny Gain. Um, but send me, you know, if, if you're if you're following me, send me a message and say, hi, you like say where, where you, I, I answer all my messages. <laughs> I'm a real person. And, um, other than that, everything's on my website and same ginnygain.com. And I like connecting with people. So if you feel inspired by what we've shared, don't hesitate to reach out. It's, it's a joy. Yeah. People will generally start with me either one-on-one or through skills camp, which is an eight week course that helps apply everything that we've been talking about in your life. So you get a guided vibrational shift into greater alignment with who you are and your true self. And so you get to learn all about how to apply it, but you just come out like this clear, empowered version of yourself in your power. Cool. Awesome. Well, I will put all the links below. So make sure to go check that out. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was so expanding, so magical. And um, I can't wait to just hear the impact, you know, that this makes on people because this is such juicy stuff today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia joy manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.